0: Chapter two point twenty part one of personal narrative of travels to the equinoctial regions of America during the years seventeen ninety nine to eighteen o four volume two by alexander von humboldt translated by thomasina ross this livervox recording is in the public domain chapter two point twenty part one the mouth of the rio anaveni peak of uniana mission of atures cataract or raudal of mapara islets of Surupanama and urirapuri the river of the orinoco in running from south to north is crossed by a chain of granitic mountains twice confined in its course it turbulently breaks on the rocks that form steps and transverse dikes nothing can be grander than the aspect of this spot neither the fall of Tequendama near santa fe de bogota nor the magnificent scenes of the cordilleras could weaken the impression produced upon my mind by that first view of the rapids of eturis and of Mapures. when the spectator is so stationed that the eye can at once take in the long succession of cataracts the immense sheet of foam and vapours illumined by the rays of the setting sun the whole river seems as it were suspended over its bed scenes so astonishing must for ages affixed the attention of the inhabitants of the new world when diego de todaz alfonso de herrera and the intrepid raleigh anchored at the mouth of the orinoco they were informed by the indians of the great cataracts which they themselves had never visited and which they even confounded with cascades farther to the east whatever obstacles the force of vegetation under the torrid zone may throw in the way of intercourse among nations all that relates to the course of great rivers acquires a celebrity which extends to vast distances the orinoco the amazon and the uruguay transverse like inland arms of seas in different directions a land covered with forests and inhabited by tribes part of whom are cannibals it is not yet two hundred years since civilization and the light of a more humane religion have pursued their way along the banks of these ancient canals Traced by the hand of nature long, however, before the introduction of agriculture, before communications for the purposes of barter were established among these scattered and often hostile tribes, the knowledge of extraordinary phenomena of falls of water of volcanic fires and of snows resisting all the ardent heat of summer was propagated by a thousand fortuitous circumstances. Three hundred leagues from the coast in the centre of South America, among nations whose excursions do not extend a three days journey we find an idea of the ocean and words that denote a mass of salt water extending as far as the eye can discern various events which repeatedly occur in savage life contribute to enlarge these conceptions in consequence of the petty wars between neighboring tribes a prisoner is brought into a strange country and treated as a poito or mero that is to say as a slave after being often sold he is dragged to new wars escapes and returns home he relates what he has seen and what he has heard from those whose tongue he has been compelled to learn as on discovering a coast we hear of great inland animals so on entering the valley of a vast river we are surprised to find that savages who are strangers to navigation have acquired a knowledge of distant things in the infant state of society the exchange of ideas precedes to a certain point the exchange of productions the two great cataracts of the orinoco the celebrity of which is so far spread and so ancient are formed by the passage of the river across the mountains of parima they are called by the natives mapara and quituna but the missionaries have substituted for these names those of achures and Mepures after the names of the tribes which were first assembled together in the nearest villages on the coast of caracas the two great cataracts are denoted by the simple appellation of the true radales or rapids a denomination which implies that the other falls of water even the rapids of camisita and of carichana are not considered as worthy of attention when compared with the cataracts of achures and Mepures. these last situated between five and six degrees of north latitude and a hundred leagues west of the cordilleras of new grenada in the meridian of porto cabello are only twelve leagues distant from each other it is surprising that their existence was not known to danville who in his fine map of south america marks the inconsiderable cascades of marimara and Borja, by the names of the rapids of carichana and tabeja the great cataracts divide the christian establishments of spanish guiana into two unequal parts Those situated between the raudal of atures and the mouth of the river are called the missions of the lower orinoco the missions of the upper orinoco comprehend the villages between the raudal of maypures and the mountains of duida the course of the lower orinoco if we estimate the sinuosities at one-third of the distance in a direct line is two hundred and sixty nautical leagues the course of the upper orinoco supposing its sources to be three degrees east of duida includes one hundred and sixty-seven leagues beyond the great cataracts, an unknown land begins. The country is partly mountainous and partly flat, receiving at once the confluence of the Amazon and the Orinoco. From the facility of its communications with the Rio Negro and Grand Para, it appears to belong still more to Brazil than to the Spanish colonies. None of the missionaries who have described the Orinoco before me, neither Father Guyma, Gilly, nor Colen, had passed the raudal of maypures we found but three christian establishments above the great cataracts along the shores of the orinoco in an extent of more than a hundred leagues and these three establishments contained scarcely six or eight white persons that is to say persons of european race we cannot be surprised that such a desert region should have been at all times the land of fable and fairy visions there according to the statements of certain missionaries are found races of men some of whom have an eye in the centre of the forehead whilst others have dogs heads and mouths below their stomachs there they pretend to have found all that the ancients relate of the garamantes of the arimaspes and of the hyperboreans it would be an error to suppose that these simple and often rustic missionaries had themselves invented all these exaggerated fictions they derived them in great part from the recitals of the indians a fondness for narration prevails in the missions as it does at sea in the east and in every place where a mind seeks amusement a missionary from his vocation is not inclined to scepticism he imprints on his memory what the natives have so often repeated to him and when restored to europe and restored to the civilized world he finds a pleasure in creating astonishment by a recital of facts which he thinks he has collected, and by an animated description of remote things. These stories, which the Spanish colonists call tales of travellers and monks, cuentos de viajeros y frailes, increase in improbability in proportion as you increase your distance from the forest of the Orinoco, and approach the coasts inhabited by the whites. When, at Cumana. Nueva Barcelona and other seaports, which have frequent communication with the missions. You betray any sign of incredulity. You are reduced to silence by these few words. The fathers have seen it, but far above the great cataracts. Mas arriba de los radales. On the 15th of April, we left the island of Panumana at four in the morning, two hours before sunrise. The sky was in great part obscured, and lightnings flashed over dense clouds, at more than forty degrees of elevation we were surprised at not hearing thunder but possibly this was owing to the prodigious height of the storm it appears to us that in europe the electric flashes without thunder vaguely called heat lightning are seen generally nearer the horizon under a cloudy sky that sent back the radiant chloric of the soil the heat was stifling not a breath of wind agitated the foliage of the trees the jaguars as usual had crossed the arm of the orinoco by which we were separated from the shore and we heard their cries extremely near during the night the indians had advised us to quit our station in the open air and retire to a deserted hut belonging to the conucos of the inhabitants of atures they had taken care to barricade the opening with planks a precaution which seemed to us superfluous but near the cataracts tigers are very numerous and two years before in these very conyucos of Panumana, an Indian returning to his hut, toward the close of the rainy season, found a tigress settled in it with her two young. These animals had inhabited the dwelling for several months. They were dislodged from it with difficulty, and it was only after an obstinate combat that the former master regained possession of his dwelling. The jaguars are fond of retiring to deserted ruins and i believe it is more prudent in general for a solitary traveller to encamp in the open air between two fires than to seek shelter in uninhabited huts on quitting the island of panamana we perceived on the western bank of the river the fires of an encampment of guahibo savages the missionary who accompanied us caused a few musket shots to be fired in the air which he said would intimidate them and show that we were in a state to defend ourselves the savages most likely had no canoes, and were not desirous of troubling us in the middle of the river. We passed at sunrise the mouth of the rio Anavene, which descends from the eastern mountains. On its banks, now deserted, Father Olmos had established, in the time of the Jesuits, a small village of Japuins or Jaruros. The heat was so excessive that we rested a long time in a woody spot to fish with a hook and line and it was not without some trouble that we carried away all the fish we had caught we did not arrive till very late at the foot of the great cataract in a bay called the lower harbour puerto de Abajo, and we followed not without difficulty in a dark night the narrow path that leads to the mission of Atures, a league distant from the river we crossed a plain covered with large blocks of granite the little village of san juan nepomicino de los Achures, was founded by the jesuit francisco gonzalez in 1748 and going up the river this is the last of the christian missions that owe their origin to the order of saint ignatius the more southern establishments those of atabapo of cassiquiare and of rio negro were formed by the fathers of the observance of saint francis the orinoco appears to have flowed heretofore where the village of atures now stands and the flat savanna that surrounds the village, no doubt formed part of the river. I saw to the east of the mission a succession of rocks, which seemed to have been the ancient shore of the Orinoco. In the lapse of ages, the river has been impelled westward, in consequence of the accumulations of earth, which occur more frequently on the side of the eastern mountains, that are furrowed by torrents. The cataract bears the name of Mapara, as we have mentioned above. Note. I am ignorant of the etymology of this word, which I believe means only a fall of water. Gili translates into Maypure a small cascade, raudalito, by Ucamatisi Mapara Kanakapatiri. Could we not spell this word Mapara, mat, being a radical of the Maypure tongue, and meaning bad, Huervas Saggio number 29. The radical Par, Para, is found among American tribes more than five hundred leagues distant from each other, the Caribs, Mapures, Brazilians, and Peruvians, in the words sea, rain, water, lake. We must not confound Mapara with Mapaja. This last word signifies in Maypuri and Tamanac the pawpaw or melon tree, no doubt on account of the sweetness of its fruit, for Mapa means in the Maypure as well as in the Peruvian and Omagua tongues, the honey of bees. The Tamanacs call a cascade, or raudal, in general, Uata purutpi, the Maypuris uca. End of note. While well, the name of the village is derived from that of the nation of Atures, now believed to be extinct, I find on the maps of the seventeenth century, island and cataract of Atule, which is the word Atures, written according to the pronunciation of the Tamanacs, who confound, like so many other people, the consonants l and r this mountainous region was so little known in europe even in the middle of the eighteenth century that danville in his first edition of his south america makes a branch issue from the orinoco near salto de las alturas and fall into the amazon to which branch he gave the name of rio negro early maps as well as father gumilla's work place the mission in latitude one degree thirty minutes abbe gilly gives it three degrees fifty minutes i found by meridian altitudes of canopus and a of the southern cross five degrees thirty-eight minutes four seconds for the latitude and by the chronometer four hours forty-one minutes seventeen seconds of longitude west of the meridian of paris we found this small mission in the most deplorable state it contained even at the time of the expedition of solano commonly called the expedition of the boundaries three hundred and twenty indians this number had diminished at the time of our passage by the cataracts to forty-seven and the missionary assured us that this diminution became from year to year more sensible he showed us that in the space of thirty-two months only one marriage had been entered in the registers of the parish church two others had been contracted by uncatechized natives and celebrated before the indian gobernador at the first foundation of the mission the atures mepures meyapures abanes and quirupas had been assembled together instead of these tribes we found only guahibos and a few families of the nation of macos the atures have almost entirely disappeared they are no longer known except by the tombs in the cavern of ataruipe which recall to mind the sepulchres of the guanches at teneriffe we learned on the spot that the atures as well as the quaquas and the macos or pieroas belong to the great stock of the saliva nations while the maypures the abanis the Perenes, and the guaypunaves are of the same race as the cabres or caveres celebrated for their long wars with the caribs in this labyrinth of petty nations divided from one another as the nations of latium asia minor and sogdiana formerly were we can trace no general relations but by following the analogy of tongues these are the only monuments that have reached us from the early ages of the world the only monuments which not being fixed to the soil are at once movable and lasting and have as it were traversed space and time they owe their duration and the extent they occupy much less to conquering and polished nations than to those wandering and half-savage tribes who fleeing before a powerful enemy carry along with them in their extreme wretchedness only their wives their children and the languages of their fathers between the latitudes of four and eight degrees the orinoco not only separates the great forest of the parima from the bare savannas of the apure Meta, and guaviare but also forms the boundary between tribes of very different manners to the westward over treeless plains wander the guahibos the chiricoas and the guamos nations proud of their savage independence whom it is difficult to fix to the soil or to habituate to regular labour the spanish missionaries characterise them well by the name of indios andantes errant or vagabond indians because they are perpetually moving from place to place to the east of the orinoco between the neighbouring sources of the caura cataniapo and Ventuari, live the Macos, the salivas the curacicanas parecas and macquaritares mild tranquil tribes addicted to agriculture and easily subjected to the discipline of the missions the indian of the plain differs from the indian of the forests in language as well as manners and mental disposition both have an idiom abounding in spirited and bold terms but the language of the former is harsher more concise and more impassioned that of the latter softer more diffuse and fuller of ambiguous expressions the mission of a like most of the missions of the orinoco situated between the mouths of the apure and the atabapo is composed of both the classes of tribes we have just described we there find the indians of the forests and the indians heretofore nomadic indios monteros and indios llaneros or andante note i employ the word nomadic as synonymous with wandering and not in its primitive signification the wandering nations of america those of the indigenous tribes it is to be understood are never shepherds they live by fishing and hunting on the fruit of a few trees the farinaceous pith of the palm trees etc we visited with the missionary the huts of the macos whom the spaniards called piraoas and those of the guahibos the first indicated more love of order cleanliness and ease the independent macos i do not designate them by the name of savages have their rochellas or fixed dwellings two or three days journey east of achures toward the sources of the little river cataniapo they are very numerous like most of the natives of the woods they cultivate not maize but cassava they live in great harmony with the christian indians of the mission the harmony was established and wisely cultivated by the franciscan monk bernardo zia this alcalde of the reduced macos quitted the village of achures for a few months every year to live in the plantations which he possessed in the midst of the forests near the hamlet of the independent macos in consequence of this peaceful intercourse many of the indios monteros came and established themselves some time ago in the mission they asked eagerly for knives fishing-hooks and those coloured glass beads which notwithstanding the positive prohibition of the priests were employed not as necklaces but as ornaments of the guayuco having obtained what they sought they returned to the woods weary of the regulations of the mission epidemic fevers which prevailed with violence at the entrance of the rainy season contributed greatly to this unexpected flight in seventeen ninety nine the mortality was very considerable at carichana on the banks of the meta and at the raudal of atures the indian of the forest conceives a horror of the life of the civilized man when I will not say any misfortune befalls his family settled in the mission, but merely any disagreeable or unforeseen accident. Natives who are neophytes have been known to desert forever the Christian establishments on account of a great drought, as if this calamity would not have reached them equally in their plantations had they remained in their primitive independence. End of chapter 2.20, part 1.